What's up, guys, and welcome to Paulo's Podcast. If you love long drives, staying up to date on current events, and some good smack talk, you found your people. Join me as my friends and I philosophically bullshit our way through life's most engaging questions. Paulo's Podcast is a 100% authentically recorded podcast with yours truly, Paulo Liachi, while I'm on a drive. Tune in every Friday, and let's start the weekend right together. What's up, you guys? Welcome back. I hope you are listening to this well-fed, well-rested, maybe spending some money right now, Black Friday shopping. This week, I am with my very longtime friend, Elizabeth Kennedy. Hello, Liz. Hi! And we are going to be getting into the digital age, and we'll be unpacking that for you. But first, Liz, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so my name's Elizabeth Kennedy, obviously. I've known Paulo since the sixth grade. He's like my oldest, dearest friend seen me through my best times and in fact my worst times <laughs> um i go to manhattan college in new york city and i'm studying history but i think i'm gonna go into like communications and like public relations so yeah that's liz so what do we have here today what are we drinking we're drinking small hot cocos from duncan okay and some, and some waters water. okay got it so the digital age liz i'm gonna start with you define for me what you think this digital age is when it started I would have to say it's, like, the Industrial Revolution and it's, like, side effects. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) The side effects of the Industrial Revolution? The effects. Okay, wait, like, elaborate. The outcomes. Um, Elaborate You know, like, the bobbin mills. Like, those girls had to stay in contact. So, like, they started, like, the printing press. And then, like, the printing press turned into, like... Wait, you're on to something. Okay, keep going. The printing press turned into, like, the giant giant computers that nasa used and those nasa computers became an iphone 4 and then the iphone 4 became the iphone 5 and then after the iphone 5 everybody was practically involved in the digital okay. world okay you're on to something I, i'm correct i renege my hysteria <laughs> i would say it's the digital age started well the, i define the world we're in now as a like a post 9 11 world i do i think that's when the did digital age really started and by digital age i'm not meaning like the turn of the century y2k everybody okay, I thinking was a big hater of the 9-11 statement but now i'm on board okay you see what i mean like i'm i'm not talking about that i mean what i mean is social media and everybody getting an iphone and stuff like that so i think it was really probably the early 2000s this crazy stuff started what i more so meant is this just generation because we we are the post 9-11 generation being born in two thousand after two thousand one, obviously anything after two thousand one, so that's more so what I meant, and I think that there was just so much immediate exposure to the internet for us. Do you agree with that, mm-hmm. or would you say no? I would say it was different because obviously there were still a lot of parents, like my parents, they were very weary and like worried about the vastness of the internet and like internet safety and my mom worked for a big corporation was and made sure that like me and my sister weren't being exposed to stuff Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day me and my sister could look up whatever we wanted right like we knew our boundaries and i knew better than to like go on the black the black web like search around but like i think it varied because there was a lot of kids that could just like Slenderman, like oh my everybody. God. What was that? Like, and a girl was practically murdered for like yes. these two girls' obsession with looking something up on the internet. Like, so if you're at home and you're like, "What the hell is that?" That was this Slenderman was this guy, 
and he had like a white face and his body was white and he was in this he was, he was skinny like as hell feet tall. and he was nine feet tall and he was in this black suit and he was did it come from a game no so it was like um like you know momo like it's just like a drawing that okay happened. on the internet and it turned into this whole thing where kids thought Slenderman was in the woods and they were going to look for him. It originated from Roblox and whatnot, and that's another form of Minecraft, and we'll get into that in a moment. But, but this girl ended up dying. No. Her these, and her friends no, went into the woods. No, these two girls, I vividly remember their name, Morgan and Anissa, lured their like friend or yeah. friend their friend Peyton into the woods and started stabbing her. She survived. Yes. She survived. But it was all based off of a sacrifice to visit Slenderman. And they literally were like, yeah, we just like looked him up on the internet after school and like we got like so enthralled with it. Yeah, that's like, sick. Like I did have exposure to like the internet like that. Like I was on Girls Go Games like playing fashion. I would like, have to say me either, but then at the same time, I don't because we definitely weren't the generation of having an iPhone app. Like, five that wasn't us we yet. I think that kids. is now. We were not. Well, but kids. but we were to some extent. Like I got my I got my first iPad at probably ten. Yeah, but. At 10, like, you're still, like, going out and hanging out with your friends after school. And, like, at 7 years old, you're running to your neighbor's house to go play, like, Foursquare in your Yes, that is true. Like, these kids come home and they immediately go home, log on, and play Roblox. That's true, but, like, there was... It's absurd that I had access to porn at 10 years old. I understand that. Like, that's absurd. You know, this, like, whole... And that's what I mean of just this instant gratification, sort of, of just the internet. Like... Why was there, you know, and you would you would go to play a game on a website, and then it took you to, to porn, and I, you know, there I and now there say. was and now there was porn on my wait. This is a vivid memory <laughs> of mine. I was probably eleven years old. I was playing a game on some website. It took me to a porn site, and then that just multiplied, 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 and next thing I know, there's seven hundred tabs of porn on my iPad as a ten year old. I didn't know what it was. I was freaking out. I used to look up Zach and Cody every night to mask the 700 tabs of porn. And then my dad found it one day. And he Zach was like, what the... What the You're f- beating your music going on? Like, that is horrible. Like, that was a demon in itself. So I don't think... I, I would beg to differ. I, I have a lot to say on, like the influence that being able to find porn at such a young age has impacted our generation because we're known as like the hookup culture generation and I definitely think that being exposed to porn and receiving like that instant gratification and like like it's an addiction to watch porn like my friends at college have like said this so many times like never let your husband watch porn like it's an addiction and I couldn't agree more because I think it's led to us simply falling into hookup culture, finding instant gratification in hooking up with someone, and then you have no real relationship with them. And that's basically what porn is. Like, sex was you had a relationship and right. you had sex. Right. Hookup culture is you meet someone, you think they're hot, now you have sex. Right, right. And, so, like, the internet allowed that to happen. Yeah, so porn is a devil in itself, and we'll get back into that, but that was just one of my quick examples. I think even more so with it turning into hookup culture. Like, I know for us, and I touched upon this a little bit in my episode I did with Jane a couple episodes back. It's Madonna, bitch. And we were talking about, like, kick and stuff like that. Yes. And we were... I remember I was, like, probably 11 years old in, like, the fourth grade going on kick and old women being like, hey, how old are you? Like, here are pictures of my 
my tatas. My tatas. Like, what the hell was that? Do you remember House Party? Yes. I remember being on House Party with... That was like a group FaceTime. I remember being on House Party with um, some girls we knew from middle school. And this random, like, 45-year-old man joined our party. And he was probably naked. And he, you could tell that he was, like, beating his meat. Right. And I was... So, I actually was, like, in a state of shock. Because, like, that was the first time, like, I got exposed to anything like that. Like, I knew what sex was. I knew all right. of this. But, like... A forty-five-year-old man just joined yeah, my house party. Yeah, that. Yeah, that is not. O- <laughs> that is not okay. <laughs> that's. I think that's really what we dealt with. I don't know now in days if these kids are dealing with this because there is an entire generation being raised on TikTok right now. It's not even just TikTok. It's like they're being raised on like online chat rooms. Like yeah, they're being raised. They're just being raised on this, and also this thing. I don't know if parents like are stopping this. Yes, to an extent, and I'm not a parent, so I can't speak on this. But it's just like. Put it all out there. See what happens. Like, and honestly, I love Kim Kardashian. But, like, I don't know how good of an example she is to look up to. I mean, now she is. Like, now she's starting real businesses. But I don't know how good of an example she was for maybe even us to look up to. Because it was, you know, she put out that sex tape and she got famous and power to her because it worked out for her. But it's just this thing of, like... Put it all out there. See what happens. It might go well for you. It might not. You know what I mean? I understand that. And also this whole thing of not caring what other people think. I think that's great to an extent. Like my my aunt, for example, my aunt Chi Chi. I love her to death. She taught me this song. You you do it before taking a double shot with someone. It's like a Rattlin' Box situation. Okay. And it's, um, I'm going to sing real quick. Is that okay? Okay, go. So it's like. Hit the harmonies. It's like, here's to you. Here's to me. There may be times when we disagree, and when that time comes, here's to me, and fuck you. Whoa, like that? That is that what we're teaching our kids? Fuck you. Do you? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> just like song, and it just started cursing at me. So I'm like, shock. I'm sorry. <laughs> you were singing, and then it, you just went fuck you. with me like tell me i'm wrong (laughs) it's just that whole like f you like i don't care i'm gonna do it anyway i think there's no impulse control because the internet has given given us such like it's just such instant gratification that we have no impulse impulse control like we want this immediate satisfaction i'm gonna do whatever it takes to get this immediate satisfaction i mean i would literally like I'll say a really ugly story of me real quick. I wanted Panera so badly, I drove through a median. (laughs) Excuse me? Wait, what? Wait, did you guys catch that either? What did she just say? You drove through what? There was like a traffic jam near the Panera, and I didn't want to wait for it, so I drove through the median of the road, like up the curb, (laughs) through the curb. Oh, yes. Was I not in the car with you? No, you weren't, but I told you. But there was another time where you went over a flower bed. To get Panera. The the moral of this story is Elizabeth Kennedy will do anything for Panera. Um, Okay. Instant gratification. Instant gratification. To some extent, yes. (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck? To some extent, yes. But also... Yeah, no, she's right. Because it turns into this whole... 
sort of almost like look at Tinder, for example. Liz and I were just talking about this. It's a this. game. It's a game that you're playing. And if you're at home and you're like, what is Tinder? You, Babe, are we in the 19th century? No, but what if there's people at home that don't know what Tinder is? So it's a dating profile app and you're just swiping left and right. What is it? Left if you don't like them, right? Swipe right if you agree because I'm sexy. Right, and that's what it is. Or you can super like someone. Yes. So I think... Just everything kind of evaluates to Twitter. Like, are these kids right now going to be using Twitter? Not Twitter. Tinder? Tinder is, like, a whole different thing. Because, like, you can literally create fake profiles on Tinder. Yeah, that's true. Freshman year, me and my friend literally had a fake Tinder profile. And we would just scroll for fun. Okay. And, like, troll, like, these random guys. And, like... That's sick. Well, it is sick. That's sick. But, like, who's to say... That, that, like, a 12-year-old boy is not doing that to find, like, cute 19-year-old girls. You're right. You're right. That's true. And, like, you don't need any, like, proof of age or anything. To that's true. And you know what? You know what's just another thing? Th- these kids that we're talking about, so it's that Gen Alpha, right? That's the generation after us? Yes, it's Gen Alpha. So, these kids, they're turning I probably eight and getting iPhones, iPads... When I turned, I'll never forget this, I got stuck in elementary school in a snowstorm. And I had no way of contacting my mom, and she was in work, and she wasn't picking up the the office's phone, and she didn't know we had a half day. So, ever since then, my mom was paranoid I was going to get stranded again, so she got me a Blackberry. And you got a Blackberry too, right? When I you were got growing a Blackberry up? in the fifth grade. Me just too. Just because I wasn't picked up by my mom after school. I was, like, in a carpool situation. Okay. So it was just to, like, make sure that, like, I got picked up and I wasn't stranded at school. Okay. Like so we both got Blackberries, and that that's nothing. That's nothing. You can access the internet, but it costs money. And my mom R- said she would slip my throat if she found right. out. Right. I- <laughs> right. So I, I'm not... So the Blackberry was so different than this beast of an iPhone. And iPhones just suck you in iPhones are literally created to make you stare at them 24-7. You could literally be doing anything. And th- actually, this is any smartphone. I want to say Samsung, too. Any smartphone. I though. get, like, phantom notifications in my head where I feel like I'm getting a notification. Yes. And I pick up yes, my phone and then literally. I look for a notification. And it's just like, why are you doing that? This is that? consuming my life. Why, why do I have, like, eight hours on my phone a day? Right. Eight hours, I could be studying a brand new thing. Eight hours, I could be trying to find the cure for cancer eight hours i could be making a mars rover right i'm not doing any of that you're not doing any of that by any means but you could be doing all of this in the span of eight hours scrolling aimlessly and it brings me back to like i'm scrolling aimlessly on like these girls profiles like questioning myself Mm -hmm. and it's like being grown up in social media like your self-worth is so Based off of what you see, like I see this really pretty girl. I want to dye my hair blonde. I have red hair. I've right. wanted to dye my hair blonde since I saw like Elizabeth Corinna has a cop. Strawberry, strawberry blonde. Like she's the most strawberry blonde person you've ever met in your life. And like I saw Corinna cop in a David Dobrik video, and I've wanted to be blonde ever since. And it's just like these people are seeing like these like influencers and like TikTok like dancers and like Instagram models, and like it's so like not. That's what I'm saying. That's them. where it's almost like these are these They're TikTok like influencers are the Kim Kardashian of these kids' times. Yeah. It's like Charlie D'Amelio, Addison Ray, uh, other ones, not Alex from You Miami. She does no wrong. Uh, Alex, girl. Not wrong. Alex from You Miami. Alex, come on Paulo's podcast. She does no wrong. But these these other ones, it's like that just put it all out there. That Shake your ass. Do a dance, <laughs> fucking like leave nothing yeah, for the imagination. Leave nothing for the mind. Do, put it all out there. 
Like I said earlier with that song. And if you don't agree, fuck you. <laughs> That's what we're teaching these kids. Is it wrong? Maybe they'll grow up better than us. Um, I mean, in the past, society has advanced with every generation. Like, Definitely. we're not in the fucking 1920s right. anymore. Um, but I think that, you know, every generation had a generation looking down on them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like, when rock and roll was a big thing, everybody was like, oh my god, this is like Satan's music. Like, right. we're not living the gener... We're not living through life like that generation is living through life. We're all living our own lives, and it's just like... Not even, like, accepting it. It's just like, why... You have to let everybody be. Why does every generation find a problem with every other generation is my yeah. thing. But it's like... There is a problem if you're not having these conversations with people. Like, you're not making social skills. Like, first off, COVID. Like, these kids were in their house on an iPad 24-7 doing classes on an iPad. Yeah. Like, when yeah, you look they were at like, They didn't even kids, know each other. They don't have any, like, way of, like, communicating to, like, peers. That's exactly what COVID did. It homeschooled an entire generation. Yeah. And it's like, you didn't even know who half of your grade was. Yeah. It's, a, it's honestly, like, COVID... TikTok, these two things are like raising a generation. Exactly. And people like Andrew Tate, oh. like that is the, I feel like that's the worst thing that could happen to like kids seeing this, this like alpha male bullshit. This is stupid. First of all, Andrew Tate is top G. Top G. He's this alpha. First off, he's literally like sexually trafficked women. Do you want to define Andrew Tate for us really quickly okay. for the people at home who are like, who he is that? He looks like the world record egg off of Instagram. <laughs> okay, no, not and physically. he's an MMA fighter who was in the United States and he got kicked out, but he didn't really get kicked out. He left because he was getting searched for sexual trafficking of women. He is like this macho man with like an alpha personality. He thinks he's like top G is his line and And he's teaching like men how to be has, men again. That's his whole He's spiel. like Joe Rogan off like a fucking perk. Like yeah. he actually is And I insane. enjoy Joe Rogan. So I don't want to see him on a perk. <laughs> I don't. I like Joe Rogan. Don't you know what I mean? So Andrew Tate is ruining the world. But he he spews hate speech yeah, and then in reality. he says it's like the honest truth and like there's a difference between honest and then just being like an yeah. out, outright jerk. Yeah, like there's um, there I talk about this all the time. I'm someone personally I I I love everything and I am someone who can appreciate everything and Liz, I'm happy you're on here cuz you're the same way. Like like if if a friend of mine, if a guy friend of mine wants to wear a skirt, power to you know what I mean. Like I love it all, and Andrew Tate is just teaching these like like he's like and men don't wear skirts and like and and it's like okay keep that to yourself. I don't. I also don't understand why people can't keep things to themselves. I don't know why everybody is entitled to a voice and an opinion. They feel this need. This is going back. They feel the need everybody, to put it all out there. Everybody's Keep it to your opinion self. is not needed. Everybody's yes. opinion is not correct. Everybody's opinion is biased on their own life. It's just like, why does everybody feel the need to tune in on everybody's life when, like, you don't even know the person? I would not give my opinion on somebody's life that I did not know. I give my opinion on Paula's life because I've known him right, for years. Right, you're one of my best friends. Right. But, like, I'm not gonna give my opinion on freaking Jane Doe over here because he has painted nails and earrings exactly. but he's wearing a blazer. Exactly. It's like, like, I don't know who fucking this is. Like, why would I say Let anything? him live his life. I he agree. Could, he could be in a costume for a theater production of Annie and I would not know. You have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. It's, it's, on bro- it's an off-Broadway show. It starts at 4 p.m. He's, he's got to get Davey there. He's playing Davy and Newsies. He's, he's got to get there for fucking casting time. 
But that's the truth. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Just keep it to yourself. I don't, to some extent, put it out there. I don't think there's anything wrong with... I don't think there's anything wrong with being yourself and putting it out there, like you just kind of said. If this... If this guy playing a role in Newsies has painted nails, that's an okay version of putting yourself out there. He's like, my nails are painted F you. But it's also like he's not posting, he's not on a podcast spewing hate speech. He's not, right. he's not posting right, his life for the world. It's the second that you post your life for the world that then you can accept the fact that you're going to get opinions from people that don't know you. That's true. Like, have a private Instagram if you don't want weird DMs and hate comments or something like that. That's true. But it's also like... This world of internet is you log on and you're aware of what you're getting yourself into. It's like that movie Nerve where, like, you pay to watch or you're a player. It's like everybody has chosen to play. No one is just watching and, like, accepting. This social media Everybody is playing it. Like, there's a a ladder, there's climbing, there's clicks. You want to be, like, the top. Like, Nerve is, like, a perfect way to describe, like, Instagram. That was. That was a really, yes. But it's not only Instagram. It's everything. Yeah, like, you want to be included. Being on social media gets you included to people in China, gets you included to people in France. Like, you can be included in groups anywhere across the globe. And, and something like TikTok is horrible because you find your niche and you find the TikTok algorithm will give you exactly what you're looking the for. The term chronically online is my favorite term ever because... Me too. And like, I just got it from Jane a couple episodes back. It's my new favorite thing because that's... Like, Literally you're what chronically this online. Is. You know nothing other than being online. Like, you're going to walk up to people and unironically, like, say, like, things off TikTok. Like, yes. I make jokes and I quote TikToks all the time, but it's like a joke. Like, I'm not fully going up to people and being like, it's corn. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope you wouldn't be doing that. Well, I mean, well, I feel I like there's people mean. that are doing that. <laughs> There are totally people doing that. Like, the people that go up to, like, kiss or slap. Like, why are you approaching people you don't know kiss or slap? You're right. Like, give people a These are all, like, TikTok. Get out of my space. We're we're talking about all TikTok references right now. I am a big TikTok supporter, though. Because I think TikTok... I don't have... I don't think I have enough of an opinion on TikTok. I think TikTok has changed the world for good and bad. I think people rely way too much on Well, it's definitely a way of the world now. But, like... I'm sorry. I found out that Blueface went to jail off TikTok. Okay. Like. That's a rapper. If okay. you're sitting at home and you're like, who is Blueface? That's a rapper. That is so That's niche. a prime example. But it's just like, you find out that all these celebrities are dead. Like, Leslie Jordan, I found out he died through a TikTok. Right. Like. Right. Yeah. Like, it's a news outlet. It really is. And like, obviously there's extent. misinformation on every news outlet ever. But it's like, there's so many more opportunities for it to be misinformed on TikTok. But like, TikTok has connected the world. And like, I scroll through TikTok and like, if you find a niche that's not like, hateful, like, the things I look at is like, vintage photos. Yeah. And like... And you know what I have to say? I, I was listening to a podcast and they were saying how TikTok will come and go, but uh, platforms like... Facebook and Instagram that are run by Meta, that's a big corporation, big money. They're here to stay forever. Focus in on them. And that's like an influencer perspective. If you're trying to make money as an influencer, focus in on them. That's what's here to stay. But I disagree. I think TikTok will evolve and it will keep going and it will grow. One of my favorite quotes is, um, and a, a Saudi Arabian official said this, during a gas crisis in the 70s. He said the Stone Age didn't end because of a lack of stone. And what he meant by that is 
the, the world is always evolving. It's always changing. And I think TikTok is here to stay and do that with the world. Do you agree with that? Yeah, so, like, everybody was hating on YouTube when it first came out. They were, like, you know, Facebook and Instagram, like, put your time and money into here. Like, YouTube is, like, not going to last long. And then for a while, YouTube was, like, hitting the top charts. Everybody would go home after school and, like, log in and watch Bethany right. Moda's, like, new YouTube right, video. Right, right. And it created a generation. Like, we were a YouTube generation. We were. We were very much involved in watching yeah, YouTube. Yeah, we're, we were and a YouTube generation. That's a great way to put YouTube it. YouTube did die. Like, YouTube is dead. Like, we don't go home and watch YouTube. We now go home and watch TikTok. But it's like, this generation's new YouTube is TikTok. And, like, it didn't... You, watching YouTube didn't harm me in any way. Like, yes, it, like, consumed my brain. But, like... I don't know, like, Charlie D'Amelio, she became famous off of TikTok. Like, she is an actual celebrity. She has made the transition over. Like, there are certain YouTubers... And there is a big... Tra- I, I do want to get into that really quickly. There is a transition you have to make from that TikTok 100%. to real celebrity status. Oh, 100%. Because... And it's hard. Like, people like Noah Beck, who is a good influencer, he puts good stuff out there. People like him, not that I know Noah Beck personally, but I do see he's having a hard time making that leap. But do you know what? Like, Emma Chamberlain made the leap from YouTube. Yeah. Like, there are celebrities that have come out of dying platforms, and Emma Chamberlain is, like, a household name. Right. Like, she's in... And I think Noah Beck, too, will eventually be a household name. But, like, Charlie D'Amelio was able to make that transition. Exactly. Addison Rae made the transition. She, she had did. a few fallbacks, but she made the transition. She did. There... She's not even a TikToker anymore. Yeah. She is strictly, like... I think she, she's a... She's... Maybe she's, she's a niche influencer. celebrity. I call her an influencer. Okay, I think she's a niche celebrity. She's like B-list. Yeah, because she's a celebrity to standard of teach their own. Right. Like, my grandmother wouldn't know who Addison Rae is. Right, exactly. But, like, there is a transition, and it's like, why did everybody hate on Charlie D'Amelio for, like, making TikTok dances, when, like, at the end of the day, she became a celebrity? And everybody was like, TikTok's not gonna go anywhere, but, like, Charlie D'Amelio will end up going somewhere. She just won Dancing with the Stars. She has a collaboration with Prada. She has a makeup line. She's an entrepreneur. And it's just like, how are you going to hate on a woman in business? <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with that. And a, a good friend of mine always says, it's embarrassing and cringy until you're big and until you've made it. And until then everybody famous. wants to be involved. And Noah Beck, I want to go back to that really quickly. You love Noah Beck. I do love Noah Beck. I think he is going to be very big, but he is such a prime example of it it takes time and not everybody is going to blow up like Charlie D'Amelio overnight. You know what I mean? And it's, he's slowly but surely he's getting there. Yeah. I, there's like, um, sorry, I just had a voice crack. No, that's okay. Um, there's like a niche group of TikTok like influencers and like they get invited to like fashion shows and stuff. Like, like Audrey Peters yes. and stuff like that. I love her. And then like, even like other TikTokers, like there's like, um, friends like with Noah Beck, like, Baron yes, show yes, and so yes. and stuff like that and like they are so fashionable but like are they gonna make the, t- the test of time and you know what i want to give kudos to you if you're making a name for yourself outside of tiktok and without being on tiktok i 100 percent agree because nowadays it's really hard to just be an instagram model yes there were instagram models that we had from like pinterest and tumblr phases and stuff but like to strictly be an Instagram model is extremely hard because you don't get an Instagram platform until you have a viral TikTok right. video where people click on your Instagram icon and follow and like 
it's extremely and it goes back to that platform. right and it goes back to you have to put it all out there to get that you have to shake your ass like as horrible as it sounds you know what i mean no there has to be some kind of like shiny feature that's different exactly. about you that exactly. everybody wants to look at i'm not saying you have to go out there and shake your ass but you know what i'm saying you have to appeal to an audience and everybody knows the audience that they're trying to appeal to right. there's a certain demographic that these girls go out out on and like they want to appeal to there's a certain demographic guys go out to like you're making thirst traps what other kind of interactions are you thinking you're going to get in your comments right section? right do you know what i mean i want to apologize if you can hear the train in the back liz and i are in our favorite parking <laughs> lot <laughs> recording this um but it's just like you know you are aware of the demographic that you are attracting by the stuff you put out there like if you're shaking your ass you know the type of people that are going to be following totally but like if you're making a day in the life video or you're talking about fashion or history like that is there are so many different sides to the internet like during covid they had like the straight tiktok and all right right because like the for you page like i could see something and then like six days later policy something like Paula could be watching videos about trains. Sorry, I'm just taking right. that as an experience. And I could be watching videos about literally, like, birds. Like, yeah. there is such a difference. And that's what I mean about TikTok. I really like it's that, so that you vast. have your niche groups. And that's definitely a word that is, like, growing by the masses on TikTok. Because it that's, like, one of the most applicable things to TikTok. Just everybody has found a niche and everyone is flourishing within that. Yes, and then they think, like, there's micro-celebrities these days. Right. Like, there's micro-celebrities like in the fashion world. But right. then, like, who is Audrey Peters to, like, the furry community? Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to make a very vast <laughs> to jump. To make a very vast jump. I totally agree with that. But, like, there is such a difference between being, like, a TikTok celebrity like Charlie D'Amelio was, or quite literally being a micro-celebrity who, like, has a niche following who obviously like tim he's a niche micro celebrity tim on tiktok he's he's the this is a day in your life as a 40 year old he's like in brooklyn with like his family yes i don't know his last name tim chisano something along those lines like he's a micro celebrity like totally you could go up to like a kid that really loves fortnite or minecraft or one of those things and they would have no clue who tim is but like me and you who have like a refined taste in like a tiktok like we're not sitting there watching girls shake their ass right. like we watch tiktok like we know who tim is but like the internet has so many different possibilities and tiktok is kind of serving as almost the internet in that aspect of it's everything and anything wait so this is like very niche but have you ever seen wreck it ralph on tiktok no in the movie, the movie. yeah i've seen wreck it ralph you know the hub where all the games meet up? Yes. That is exactly what it is. Like, that yeah, is where all TikTok. the... T- that's where all the niches meet up. Yes. And then we all go TikTok. into our own little world. Yes, like, I'm I in totally Candyland and you're in, like, the the, for- the Vortex game. I totally agree with this. Like, I it, totally agree with this. It is exactly TikTok is what it is. Like, Ralph. you plug in and then that's the niche that you go to for the day. Yes. And, like, you can't jump from t- niche TikTok to niche TikTok. Right. Like, you are... Once you're boxed in, it's very hard to get boxed out. I'm thinking of right now i don't know if anybody would know this do you know the dr seuss um the dr seuss quote a niche is a niche and a niche and a niche and i am a niche and a niche that's exactly what i'm thinking of right now because we just keep i saying don't that think that was word. english that was english but that's what i'm thinking of right now niche, 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 <laughs> niche, what niche, will... niche. that's what i'm, I'm thinking of right now <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, that's what I'm thinking of right now. Everybody rate this five stars. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of right now. Uh, do you agree that the digital age has a different 
definition for every generation. Yes, because what seems like a norm to us is like blasphemous to an older generation. Like they could never imagine scrolling on a device. Like they're fine playing Sudoku on like a like a board. Right. Like they're fine with like living a normal life uh, disconnected from the internet. But like we are so plugged in that like we know no different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I think it's just that need to always be involved in something. Yeah, like being in a social media generation has created such like a big thing with FOMO and like I experience FOMO all the time I'm not a big like hater of just like a FOMO like I get FOMO but it's also just like gets FOMO to some extent it's also just like these people post their better moments on social media do you know what I mean and that's what you can't forget that's like a rules of social media 101 yes is literally everybody posts only their good moments why would somebody post them sobbing hysterically over a bad test grade do you know what i mean like they're gonna post their 99 test grade they're not gonna post like them getting a 25 right so like you have to take everything with a grain of salt like yes this might be the best thing to happen since sliced bread but like in reality in a grander scheme of things does it really matter yeah you have to step back and look at the bigger picture of social media and what it really is, as opposed to this world we've created for ourselves in our head of what it is. Exactly. And I, uh, my biggest takeaway for you guys to step away from this episode with is what I said earlier. The Stone Age didn't end because there was no more stone. It We're just always going to be moving forward and new things and better things. It, like, Liz, Liz loves to show this to a pilgrim. Like, <laughs> Like, a pilgrim like, wouldn't under... explain TikTok to a pilgrim. Right. Like they a... would probably die and have a stroke. I agree. I agree. A pilgrim wouldn't be able to understand this, just like maybe we're not going to be able to understand something our children or grandchildren are but doing like, in 80 years. But, like, society is always developing, and, like, the digital age... What? Who's to say that the digital age is not our equivalent of the Stone Age? Do you know what I mean? Like, That's true. I don't think the digital age, though, will ever stop. It won't. We're just going to keep progressing until we get to flying cars and Mars. Totally. Like, but, like, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. Like, this is really just the beginning. Like, this is a Pandora's box. Like, we opened up something that we aren't even able to comprehend. Totally. I agree with that. So, buckle in. Buckle (laughs) in. Buckle in and get ready for this. You're in for a a ride. So, thank you guys for joining us. Liz, thank you for coming on. anytime. I've been begging him to come on for a week. So, I want to thank you guys again. If you don't follow on the Insta, it's at Paulo's.podcast. On Twitter, at Paulo's Podcast. As I said earlier, I hope you guys had a very good Thanksgiving. And join me back here next week for our 10th episode and a very special episode of Paulo's Podcast.